Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everyone? The Ruler is back. Welcome to the Ruler of the Court podcast with your host, Jason Jones of The Athletic, where we talk Sacramento Kings basketball for better or worse. Lately, it's been worse. And we also get into that hip hop bag a little bit. And I've got a guest with me today who probably won't chime in on the Kings talk, but be ready for the uh, second part of the show. Say hi. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, that's my girlfriend Mika being shy, but she she's around for this episode, so we're gonna have a little fun. I said I said she's not gonna she's not a Kings expert. She's not gonna want to dive into the nuances of Sacramento Kings basketball. Like who's the last King that you well well her favorite basketball player is Chris Webber, so yes. that's, so that's probably her King connection is that she likes Webb. But you know that went back to his Michigan days. You know, I don't know. She Early was... Kings days. Oh, I didn't know that she was cheering for him at the Kings. This is mm-hmm. news to me. She's breaking news on the podcast. I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, we to show she she got a little bit of Kings knowledge, you know, or at least familiarity with the Kings, you know. But hey, uh, before we get into all that fun stuff and not make this a what a wonderful guy Chris Weber is podcast. Let's talk about the 2020-21 version of the Kings, who have lost seven straight games after losing at Milwaukee today, uh, 128-115. Yeah, you know, just Kings has given up a lot of points, not getting enough stops. And I wrote about this, and it's it kind of go it should go without saying, but yeah, uh, this this team's really only chance to be successful, especially with the injuries. Uh, there was no Harrison Barnes tonight for the third straight game. They got Rashawn Holmes back, which was good, but this team doesn't have a lot of margin for error, and their really true chance of winning games is a lot is De'Aaron Fox playing like a superstar like he did a good chunk of February before he hurt his knee. Uh, or should I say, you know, going back into January too. But that, that when that stretch where the Kings won seven of eight, De'Aaron's averaging about twenty-seven points and almost eight assists. And since he's come back from the one game he missed with the, the, the knee bruise, he's at around seventeen points and nine assists. The nine assists is wonderful, but this team just cannot be competitive if De'Aaron's in that seventeen, eighteen point range. And I think some of it is De'Aaron working his way back from the injury, not quite being himself. 
But the Luke Wald said after the game, and a couple other guys touched on it, the Kings have to do more to help De'Aaron and to make the game easier for De'Aaron. You know, De'Aaron was five of seventeen against the Bucks. Uh, not that was not good, but they got to get more help. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And to me, the help starts with who's on the court. Uh, Buddy Heald had another rough shooting night, three of thirteen. It's like he can't get out of that season-long slump where he, you know, he's not a consistent, you know, consistently shooting above forty percent from the field and near forty from three. That's the guy the Kings need, but they haven't had that guy pretty much most of the season. Even the most recent game where he had 21 a couple of games ago, 18 of those were in the first half. So, especially without without Harrison Barnes available, the Kings really need more from Buddy. It sounds like Harrison will be back relative. They hope he'll be back soon, but still, even when Harrison's back, this team really needs more out of Buddy right now because... If the expectation for the Kings to at least be competitive is for De'Aaron to average about, say, 27 and 10, that's a lot to ask of, of a superstar, an established star. I mean, outside of, say, a LeBron. No, actually, let's, rem- let's remove LeBron. It's about just guys who play the point. Well, LeBron's a point guard, basically, but, you know, maybe guys who are, you know, guys like a, you know, a Russell Westbrook. John Wall, you know, guys of that ilk, you know, who's who who can put up numbers like that on a regular night? Ooh, Dame, Steph, Kyrie. So you're asking, you know, and so even if De'Aaron can play at that level, that's just to give the Kings a chance to win. That's not a thing where you can say, you know, if De'Aaron drops 40, you know, we're going to get a dub. It's not like that for this team. They still need everyone else engaged and playing well for De'Aaron's big nights to matter. And this team doesn't have the, the margin for error. They don't have the wiggle room to go through prolonged stretches where they're struggling on defense and just can rely on offense. This is not Brooklyn. They don't have two or two of the uh, well, KDI. They don't have two of the best offensive players the game has ever seen. Just you know to kind of ride things out while the defense struggles. They need it on both ends every night to be to give it a chance. And right now they're not getting it. Uh, Luke Walton did say after the game against the Bucks that he likes the effort and he thinks that if they continue to play with that type of effort, they'll have a chance to start winning games again. I don't know if that's gonna happen Tuesday. They'll be at Brooklyn. That doesn't <laughs> sound promising for those uh, those prospects, but. They got to get something going. They need something desperately just because, yeah, it's uh, it's ugly out there for them with these seven straight losses. But even in the West, if you're thinking playoffs, mind you, I'm on the record. I've never called this a playoff team. But for those of you who are out there thinking, you know what, I think they can, you know, still be a playoff team. There's still a lot of basketball to be played. And... With this setup, I'm not a fan of the setup of the whole playing game and or the uh, seven through ten. I'm not a I'm not a fan of that at all. I think if you play seventy plus games, you get to the uh, end of the season. The eight best teams are the eight best teams. I don't like the idea of this whole seven through ten playing tournament situation. But hey, it could benefit the Kings if they could somehow get to ten. So, hey, you know, if they can somehow do that, 
they're not, you know, they're not in a bad spot. You know, even even as they sit right now, uh, Golden State is 16 and 15, and they're in eight. The Kings are only three and a half, <laughs> you know, behind uh, Golden State right now. So they're, you know, nothing's been lost in this season. The only team that's, you know, that's probably can say it's lost right now. It's uh, Minnesota. They fired their coach. Uh, Ryan Saunders Sunday night and already have hired another coach from another team. Chris Finch, who was with Toronto, that's a whole another ball game of just, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to be nice, you know, not because I don't want to hate on Chris Finch, but how in the hell do you fire a coach on a Friday, on a Sunday night and within two to four minutes of the news breaking, it's already known who your next head coach is going to be? If that ain't shady. If that ain't some, you know, underhand, I don't know what to call it, you know, but come on, y'all. You gonna feel if you if you were gonna do that, they could have just fired Ryan Saunders in the offseason. That's crazy. He literally they lost the game tonight. And then within you know, within hours, the coach has been fired. They didn't even they didn't even do like the the you know the the, the BS interim label with anyone. Went out and got another coach on another staff. Gave him a multi-year deal. Meanwhile, David Vanderpool, uh, who is widely respected as one of the better assistants in the NBA, you know, a and the irony of it, <laughs> uh, a black lead assistant or top assistant during Black History Month, not even getting the chance to be the interim coach. I mean, they don't have to give him a chance, but yeah, it was the optics weren't lost on many, including you know Damian Lillard and uh. CJ McCollum, who basically like, how do you ignore David Vanderpool on your bench and just go out to your organization and hire someone? So, yeah, shady, shady indeed. But, hey, the Timberwolves are one of those teams keeping the Kings from being the absolute worst team in the West, you know. <laughs> so I don't think the Kings are going to, are, you know, or anyone's going to feel sorry for them what's going on. But, hey, it is what it is. Kings are actually uh, five and a half ahead of Minnesota, so they're closer to being they're close they're, they're closer to being in that playing situation than they are being the worst team in the West. So if you're looking for another silver lining, there's that. And once you get past Golden State in the West, and then I mean I should get past Memphis, which is nine and thirteen and thirteen, they're in ninth right now. Everyone's under five hundred, so. You know, it'll be a matter, and that includes New Orleans, you know, who the Kings are split with, and that includes Dallas, which continues to struggle. You know, the Rockets have stumbled. OKC wasn't supposed to be good, so not all is lost on this season yet, Kings fans. I'm going to pretend and try to be optimistic for y'all, you know, even though I'm the one who said this is not a playoff team. Who knows? Maybe they'll surprise some people and try to get up to 10, but... They got to they fix some things, and mainly the defense. Tyrese Halliburton said after the game, he doesn't want to beat a dead horse, but they got to play better defense. And the horse is beyond dead at this point. We're, they're now beating like the the offspring of the of the horse they've beaten over this defense. I mean, it's 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 just bad, bad. I mean, Giannis hits them for thirty eight, a gang of free throws. He shot twenty four free throws, you know, but. He's going to get those calls, especially when part of the thing is the Kings want to foul him around the rim to prevent those easy looks. But, of course, the Kings luck being the Kings, 
you know, Giannis goes out there and <laughs> hits 19 to 24 free throws. This is a dude who has struggled from the line his whole career. He wanted to be Larry Bird, Steve Nash, Ray Allen, all of a sudden against the Kings. So you had that. Chris Middleton had 32. And just, the Kings just don't have enough bodies right now, for, in my opinion, to really make this competitive. You know, and, and this trip is not going to get any easier if they can't get some guys back. So, you know, they're, they're hopeful about Harrison. Harrison tried to warm up for this game to see if he could go when he couldn't. But they're hopeful about Harrison. And if they can get Harrison back, perhaps that'll be something to jumpstart them. And going into Brooklyn on Tuesday, then you got games at the Knicks and at Detroit. Uh, the last two games will probably be winnable if they play well. I don't know if they have the, the the firepower to match up with Brooklyn, but the Knicks and Detroit, those are winnable games. They can they can maybe come home feeling good about themselves if they manage to do something with these next couple of this week. But the past week has not been kind to them. If they did big numbers put up by opponents, you know, Zach Levine, 15 or 20 on them. Against Miami, you give up two triple doubles. Against Brooklyn last week, you give up a triple-double in a 40-point game. You know, Orlando Vucevic is 17-22 on you for 42. I mean, yeah, they've had some some kind of uh, some some long defensive nights recently. And they, it's going to get fixed soon. And what better way to test yourself than the Brooklyn Nets uh, Tuesday, so... I hope I haven't made you all feel too bad talking about the Kings this much, but it's got to be talked about. You know, what do you think they should do to fix this? I'm, I'm in a different spot because I don't think this is a roster that's built to win right now. I think there's a, the players don't want to lose, but I just don't see, unless the front office is going to go out and make some moves. And, it, and if they don't, it just tells me and everyone else that they're content with missing the playoffs again and trying to get lucky in the lottery. And uh, Monty McNair's first draft pick, Tyrese Halliburton, is looking good. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see is really going to be about trusting Monty McNair and whatever his plan is with this. Because a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the Kings keep this up. They're going to have to make a move to try to improve this team. If this keeps up, if they keep struggling, maybe Monty is dumping, dumping salary. We don't know. We'll see, you know, Nemanja Bielitsa makes sense to try to move him. Guys like that, you know, who have expiring deals. But, again, new GM, new philosophy. And this COVID environment hasn't allowed us to really get to probably know Monty as well as we we would like to. At least I would like to. So, hard to say exactly what he's going to do. But, it is what it is. Like I said, enough Kings talk. Hey, is there anything else we can cover about the team? What do you think, Mika? No. You sure? Do you don't have any you have any burning questions about what's going on with the Kings and what they can do or just a work in progress. I mean, they just need to continue to vibe as a team. You know, they always have some off days, but um I think it's a promising it's promising. Maybe yeah. not this year, but if they continue to stick together, figure it out, I think I think it'll be good. Okay, you hear that? She says it can be promising. 
she hasn't covered this team since 2009 like I have either. So she doesn't have the callousness. She has, she's not as jaded and cynical as I am about their hopes. You know me. I'll believe it's different when it's actually different. And, I, you know, I know the, the fashionable thing to do is amongst the fans is to blame Luke Walton. I said, I don't care if it was Luke Walton, Phil Jackson, Larry Brown, Popovich. These issues with the Kings ain't going to get fixed just by with a coaching change. These are deep-rooted just f- issues with how they function. And just, man, you, I think the only way you get it going is if you, you stick to a plan for a little bit and try to win. And, yeah, I think they got to try to win this year. I mean, the lottery could be cool for them, but you never have any guarantees in that. And... Yeah, and, and as somebody once said when they moved up to number two back in 2017 or 2018, and this was um, relayed to me by someone who actually worked for the team, it doesn't matter where we pick. We'll probably fuck it up anyway. So let's move on You know, before y'all get mad at me. And like I said, I got my girl here with me. And for this week's edition of the Hip Hop Talk, I thought, you know, it's not Valentine's this week, it was Valentine's last week, but I didn't record with her last week, so I figured today we could talk about hip-hop love songs, you know, what songs, you you know, are there real hip-hop love songs, or are there just like kind of those quasi-love songs where it's like, it's a love song, but it's really not, you know, it all depends, you know. You know, is Ain't No Fun like a version of a love song? <laughs> Maybe for us. Yeah. Just so y'all know, <laughs> when I knew that she knew the words to Ain't No Fun, I was like, I think I love her. <laughs> so, but I don't think I don't think Ain't No Fun made either one of our like list or hypothetical top five love songs in hip hop history. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, we were looking at some different lists, and some of the songs reminded, at least me, that I'm not a kid. I'm like, who the hell is these people? And, you know, I've never heard that song. But I think, when I when I thought about it, I think Tupac might have been one of the most romantic rappers, if that makes sense, of all time, along with LL Cool J. Uh, Kanye, you know, I know he's got... Uh, if you read the, if you're into the uh, celebrity gossip, y'all know he's got a whole little situation going on on his own right now. But mm-hmm. Kanye, you know, you know, I think he has some some stuff that you know is clearly aimed at the ladies. I mean, 808 and heartbreaks was all about all about heartbreaks. You know, I might listen to that. You know, uh, or maybe I shouldn't because it's about heartbreak. I don't want to give any. Yeah, but it's that. you know, but it's 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 good music. So. You want to talk? About, you want to mention any of your your top five, or should I go first? So you have five. I have three. Like my top three, but three's my number. Five's your number. Okay. So, um, my top three, I'd start with LL Cool J. Okay. I need love. Okay. As soon as he just kicks it, first, you mm-hmm. know. There it was, you know, mm-hmm. now you can see the dimples and stuff. Okay, I, I didn't need no visual. <laughs> I didn't need the, the, the visual of LL. You could just but, talk about the you song. Know. Okay. 
Yeah, so that one, uh, Method Man, Mary J. Y'all, I Need to Get By, the remake of that, like old school turn mm-hmm. hip hop. That was cool, you know. And then, of course, I love Drake. So the best I ever had with Drake would round out, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I, I, I've had five, but my five evolve, and some of my five are on her th- list of three. So I'm going to go five plus. Okay. I don't know where I'm going to stop, you know. But she mentioned LL and Mary J and Method Man. I love the fact that when that song was recorded, Meth didn't want it to be a single because, like, man, a little, rom- a little rapping romantic dudes, that don't last. So, you know, uh, I got a couple of Pac songs on here. Mm-hmm. I got. Me and my girlfriend from uh, Machiavelli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got um, Can You Get Away from Me Against the World. Mm-hmm. I got Run the Streets from All Eyes on Me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, that's just three of them. On the talk side. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, see, and so, like I said, then you got the ones that fall into I call that quasi-love song because it's like, it's kind of like a love song. Like what? Like, I'll give you the lyrics. You know. Oh. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, good thing it's a rapper <laughs> that ain't singing, but it's like, I'm going to see. If I came up to you and said, I'd rather be your N-I-G-G-A so we can get drunk, smoke weed all day. Does that sound romantic? No. Well, I think that was like one of Tupac's <laughs> one of like songs that, you know, you know. But if Tupac said it, then yeah. Okay, so <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. All right. If Tupac said that, it's romantic. If I say it, I'm just trifling a fake ass Jody from Baby Boy. <laughs> you uh, said that. No, no, that's what you said. You implied that by if Tupac said it, it's romantic. So okay, jot some notes down. Never say that. Okay. Okay. So I got some other ones that I think. Um, Got to shout out to LBC Snoop. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. 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 Then he got another one from uh, Eagle, the Eagle Tripping album called Been Around the World. Oh, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, oh, you know, oh, I know you knew about that. I didn't know your Snoop catalog was so deep. Really? I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know you knew Snoop like that. Only after... You know, 2.5 years old. I, I, I didn't know. You well, learn something new every day, sir. C- clearly you do. I clearly. Because you was like, oh, I know that one. Uh-huh. I know that one. So, well, I mean, we can also, I mean, there's plenty, you know, more we can add to the list. Because like I said, this is just a, you know, Jay-Z song cry, you know, which is a, see, here's the thing about hip-hop love songs. The staple of them usually is the man saying, I ain't shit. Please stand by me. <laughs> and that's probably not the best way to go about it, but I can feel it. That's why I said Jay-Z's 444. I was going to say, do you have anything? You know, Jay-Z's 444, as I call it, was the apology from every man to every woman. So it's kind of like if you, if you, if you pick, pick, put it like religiously, how they say Jesus and Christ paid it all. With that album... Jay-Z paid it off for every man. We ain't never got to apologize again. We just played 444. Mm. He got a song where he keeps on saying, I apologize. So I, I, I would like to submit that entire album. Oh. 
as part of the love collection because I think it 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 was one big ass apology. We had a moment with four four four. You remember? I don't <laughs> quite recall. I don't quite recall, but it was probably some something. I don't quite recall what the moment was, but <laughs> on our Instagram, you know, we had a moment. Our four four four. I don't. I don't. Man. Uh, well, cause, yeah, because you and your friends was tripping. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what that was. Yeah, that, that, that was. Okay. And no, that's not, you know, some people have selective amnesia. I don't even know what you're talking about, so. In the DMs on the 444, you don't remember? I don't. I have to look <laughs> that up. Maybe I haven't. I honestly don't remember. It's in the back. It's like a mental block in the back. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, so we can we can we can also venture over over to the uh, kind of the simping side mm-hmm. of uh, of hip hop love, like the far side passing me by. You know, poor poor dudes. You know, you know, you know. By letting her pass, he had to be he proved to be a better man. AKA, she didn't want me, so I had to get over it. You know, she keep on passing me by. Hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And actually, the 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 Drake song I would put would be "Proud of You." I think that. Oh yeah. Well, that's also that's also my favorite Drake album. Yes. It's also my favorite Drake album, which is why I would go there. You know. Yeah, that's I like that one too. And like, and kind of you know that's that's the simping you know, but. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit in you. Whatever. Back to the, the back to the, the trifling version. About Fifty Cent and Nate Dogg, Twenty One Questions. How does that one work for you? Mm. Okay, yeah, I guess that's a no for you. I like the simping side. You can stay on the simping side. No, how about this? No, how about this one? Here's a simp type song. Y'all, he does have a simping side. Internet. How about the how about this? Outcast and UGK. Mm-hmm. That's the International anthem. Players Anthem. Yeah, that that was back in 2018. Why are you trying to tell them my personal business on the podcast? <laughs> so why you got to be throwing dates out? I was just speaking to the to, to the to the wonderfulness of the song. Of course, it's gonna make you know. Wow, he's gonna be like, mm-hmm, that was him. Tom, no, <laughs> I had to CC every girl that I'd CC around town. Know the lyrics and everything, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. I ain't no island. Peninsula, maybe. Give up all this kitty cat that's in my lap. Mm-hmm. As we were saying. <laughs> we can go. Uh, how about another another, another simp one? There's okay. Marquis, just a friend. Mm-hmm. And as someone, you know, that song meant something to guys like me, guys who wasn't the most attractive guy. Really? No, the, the, you know, us bigger dudes who always got hated on. You know, you know, my man went up to the dormitory, you know, and he cut to catch old girl, you know, catch blah blah blah, kissing somebody in the mouth and all that stuff, you mm-hmm. know, you know. Yeah. That wasn't your life though. Yeah, it was. You don't have to believe that. Don't don't believe everything. How about how about Houdini? One love, one love. I'm not gonna sing, but yes. I you like happy that just one. to have just one? Just one. That's all you mm-hmm. need is just one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We ain't mentioned Common yet. You know, he had the song he did with you know. Remember, you know, because you know when Erica Badu get a hold of you, you change your whole style up. And you know, he had the love up, 
that love of my life and you know all that stuff mm-hmm mm-hmm so uh, I mean how about Buster Rhymes and Mary J- and Mar- not Mary J Mariah Carey yeah I know what you want yes mm-hmm any duet I think when you take you know the rap hip-hop element mixed with some R&B it makes for a good good little love song okay there. okay how about Kendrick Lamar what you got about you know he had love on damn he had poetic justice on uh, on a good kid mad city mm-hmm. you know then he had you know he had some stuff on the pimp butterfly that I thought was a uh, qualified you know qualified even though it was weird when that when that album came out and he was talking about you you, you know lo- yo and loving the yeah I'm trying to think what song that was no yeah the, if these yeah these walls yeah that one was uh that's that, that you know in complexion yeah those are you know the blacker the yeah yeah Kendrick a little romantic dude yeah shout out to Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar shout out to Compton you know so is there any other you know. Oh, see, this listener here got one of my favorite Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth songs, Lots of Lovin'. You know, that was a good one. Yeah, you know, how about UGK, Use Me Up? Hmm. Baby, keep on using me. Oh, how about Salt and Pepper, What a Man? What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. You are. Oh, see. Oh, see. She said something nice about me, y'all. See. <laughs> you see? Look at that. Look at that. No vocals on my side, but you know, he brings it out. He brings mm. out the best of me. Oh, I try. You know, you I know. try. I try. I try. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that, that was a buzz. Some of the songs come from Listen on BuzzFeed. I guess it was, for, yeah, it was their 69. Um, it, it was an older list, so it doesn't have maybe some current stuff. But but the oldies, but goodies. You gotta love those. Yeah, well, super, you know. But generally, I listen to rap. I ain't listening to rap to 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 woo or romance nobody. You know, I'm listening to rap because I'm trying to you know get myself going or something. Mm-hmm. You didn't even mention uh, you know Nelly and Kelly Rowland. Oh, dilemma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pac. Yeah, Pac had temptations too. And that was, you know, tell me if you're lonely. You know, I thought that song was more of a threat, so to speak. Like, you what know, because it's like, you know, you, you know, I want to be an honest man, but temptations, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you know, I need some attention because I'm out here in this world trying to work and all this and all these cuties know I'm under pressure, you know, and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, yeah, mm. I guess I can't, I can't. The way she's looking at me, y'all. <laughs> I probably can't. I probably can't play that song around her again. She's like, uh huh. Uh huh. How? Oh, how about your girl Rihanna with Kendrick Lamar? Loyalty. Oh. Mhm. Yeah. See. Yeah. There, there's. There's a good mix from all mm-hmm. the decades. Yeah, there's way more than you, you know when you think about it. You know, Ja Rule was in the uh, love bag for a minute when he was happy for Fifty Cent came out and ruined him. His career, you know, you know, and then you no know, Biggie had me and my bitch. I'm I just don't. I mean, I get the sentiment. I don't know just about saying that you know. 
I, I couldn't get away with no. playing that for you, could I? And be you like, cannot. you know, see, damn. <laughs> All right. You got a teenage love with Slick Rick. Don't hurt me again. Don't, don't, don't hurt me again. Is a round away girl a love song? Do you have a Fendi bag and a bad attitude? Nope and nope. Do you, do you, can you walk with a switch and talk your street slang? Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're going to be in the bus stop with a lollipop. No. <laughs> hey, we could have a little, you know, you know, we could do that one day for a little photo shoot. I can you at the bus stop, you know. Oh. Um. Let me stop. People you know, can't let people into the... To, to the circle too much. I apologize. I'll strike that from the record that I was saying that. Yeah, I don't want to put, you know, everything, you know. Huh, I'm trying to see. Lil Wayne had, you know, remember receipt? He might him hold on to his receipt. That was a cute little, little Lil Wayne love song before Lil Wayne looked like he's done way too many drugs. Uh, I have to put a little, uh, put our little hip-hop love song. Yeah. Put us a cre- little playlist together. Yeah. Yeah, how about Juvenile? Slow motion. I remember we went to see Juvenile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah somebody was having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if, how, how can we forget this dude? How can we forget Big Daddy Kane? Ooh. I don't like the way you said ooh. <laughs> I'm speaking of the man lyrics. Me too. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe I should have mentioned Big Daddy Kane. Wayne, how about Heavy D? The overweight lovers in the house. Mm-hmm. He's another dude I looked up to growing up because I was like, I'm a big dude. And yeah, you know. I'm like, yeah, look at Heavy D out there, man. Rest in peace to Heavy D. Yes. Do we have, yeah, this has been fun. This is Kind of going good. through, you know. I'm you know. honored. I get to, um, you know, be in the podcast mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I guess I could fish. I, there's one other one I could think of too. Well, I, I think there's a whole lot more, but I'm I was thinking about one that's kind of like a, kind of like a. a it goes you no know, on on the trifling side. Tony Yayo, I know you don't love me. More, you know, it's not really a love song. Yeah, yeah, that's more like he's mad because you know she's a groupie. So I was like, yeah. How about one more chance with Biggie? You know, now you can sing that Jason gave me one more chance. I don't need, yeah, no. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I guess not. No. <laughs> I guess not. You was like, no, no. Nope. You're like, uh-uh, we will, I will not be saying that. Mm-hmm. I don't need second chances or another chance or Okay, it's on the so. record. It's on the record. Yes, yeah. please. You Make know, sure. So, if y'all see me on the internet crying, I'll be like, she's acting up. Y'all know, you know, y'all hear her say today that she won't need no second chance. Nope. Okay. Okay. That's it. Like I said, you know, it's like, I think we've covered a lot of different music today. We did. No, and, you know, I, th- I think this part of the show was way more fun than about the Kings losing seven straight. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, not, ain't nothing, ain't nothing, no. Cold part about it is, uh, after the Kings lost their last home game, why did DJ play Hard Knock Life? Oh. I'm like, that's, I'm like, damn, your own DJ did that to you. <laughs> it's a, I was like, it is a Hard Knock Life for the Kings. And being a Kings fan, I, I, I salute y'all. Because you know being a fan is a choice. You don't have to put up with that. 
But I salute y'all who are loyal to your team. I'm from L.A. where we tell bad teams to go to hell and call us back when they actually want to win games. So don't make that face at me. You know I'm telling the truth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> yeah. You know, how bad did we talk about, you know, what, what, what bad L.A. team? Yeah, like when the Lakers were bad for like five. Oh yeah, they we, got. We've had our. They got. They our got time. They got no respect. The Clippers still don't get respect because they've been losers so long. Well. No, I. Well, let me let me not let me not do that. You know, let me not let me leave the Clippers alone. You know, you know, one day they'll get to have have their own building in their own city. Even though they should probably play in Orange County or San Diego or Seattle, I don't care. But that's neither here nor there. So. Y'all know where to find me on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. I don't think my Snapchat works. And if it if I downloaded it or whatever, I don't ever use the damn thing anyway. So no need to worry about that. Anything you want to say to the people before you leave? It's been fun. Hopefully I'll be back again talking Kings, maybe. Maybe. And some other um, music culture. Yeah, maybe you can be back on for the next episode. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you don't get all, ooh, when I say, I say, if I say Big Daddy Kane. Okay. All right, you can calm yourself down. Chris Webber. No. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about some... some <laughs> See, ne- I talk kings and I talk music. Next time, we're going to talk about some other stuff like, you know, all the creeping songs in. I'm just okay. I don't like that. Okay. All right, y'all. Y'all know where to find me. And if you follow me on Instagram, Mika's face does pop up on there several times. Every so often. Yeah. Hey, every so often. It's pretty regular. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, she's got, you know, y'all wouldn't want to follow her on Instagram. She's way more nicer than me. And plus, she don't accept all of y'all. I let all y'all into my sick world. So, y'all be good out there. Uh, Maybe by the time we talk again, the Kings will have won a game. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I my yeah, I've written a lot of Kings losing stories. It's getting it's old when you have to write that story over. I mean, you can't even mix in a win in between some of these losses. Damn, it's not not fun to write write about. And I can just tell by looking at my numbers, y'all don't want to read about them losing all the time. So yeah, again, y'all know where to find me on Twitter and Instagram, and also theathletic.com. So y'all be good out there. This is Jason Jones. And Mika. Okay, and Mika. See, she's so bad. She only has a net one name. Y'all be safe out there. I'll catch y'all later in the week. I'm gone.